Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers Podcast, where we gather around and share music with each other. All friends sharing music, having fun, talking stuff. Uh, I'm Peter Ray, your man with no plan. Here with me, of course, is my team, my squad. We've got Brett. That really is Raven. So yes. Raven. We've got Drew. I'm going to try not to touch my shitty XLR cable this week. Yes. Uh, you, know, you can certainly try. Uh, <laughs> knows what will happen. And we've got Patrick. Hello. Yes. And of course, this week we have a guest. It's been a little while since we had a guest. We have Roberto in the center. How's it there. going, everybody? How's it's it funny going? because I know I don't know if anyone who's ever watching video, who's ever not watching video, it's weird because I'm able to take kind of feedback, and I kind of feel like like I'm the middle Brady right now because I'm able to like you know <laughs> angle my, my my finger and point to whoever I want to and say, yeah. "Hey, Drew, how's it going?" Or or actually, that was Petey. Hey, Petey, how's it going? Over <laughs> he was like, "Hey, Drew," and then I think this is Patrick. Well, you get the idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's weird being in this like box zone type thing on yeah. the video <laughs> yeah it's fun uh so we got roberto kind of trapped in there uh which yep. is fun uh we're here to talk about music and of course while we have roberto trapped in there he's going to be providing well i guess <laughs> not so much him providing it because i kind of just brought him in already giving him a, a, a an album because it's kind of what we do <laughs> where we bring a, a returning guest we give him an album uh for whatever reason we want to uh, well, I think I was I was talking with uh, with Bryce about this because we just got done filming something uh, for Scam School, and I mentioned I was going to come on Record Breakers for for this album, and I was making a joke of like, like, am I the resident like Mega Ran expert now in this <laughs> in this regard? Like, like, like as a member of the MPC, as a member of like all these sort of things, as 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 a yeah. guy that's gone to about a billion and twenty different shows, you know, for, uh, I, the joke I'll make is you know international shows as well because I'm yes. going to get Japan. I was like, am I now the expert? Where it's like. Shit, we need someone to talk about uh, extra credit. Rand's new album. Uh, hey, Robert, you free? <laughs> yes. Well, it's more like uh, I kind of want to have an. Uh, I kind of want to cheat and do this album and my own album. Uh, Robert, you free? <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah, don't totally. And again, I was like, yeah, for sure, I could I could talk about Rand for for hours. That's like that's uh, that's at this point in time, I'm just I'm more joking just because of the fact. Like, I was like, oh yeah, no, totally, I could do this. It just was so funny. It was like, oh well, that sounds about right. And I was like, yeah. I is pd theming this which is totally fine i'm, I'm yeah. always happy to be on this show Me- mega rand's extra credit plus we'll get a chance to have you on andrew to talk about mega rand together mm-hmm. hey uh, that's right i forgot the last time that there was a mega oh, rand was, album i listened to it a lot and then didn't end up talking <laughs> about it it's okay yeah. it happens There's, but we make we're it, making up for it uh here to talk about mega rand's extra credit uh mm-hmm. let's talk about some expectations i'll start with brett brett what were your expectations coming into this album well i, I mean we, we we have covered mega Ran and we have covered other people uh familiar faces uh are on this album that we have covered in the past as well um i personally haven't really revisited in a bit so uh i wasn't opposed to mis- listening to more but I really didn't know if I was going to come into like a you know fusion jazz like uh, crazy reimagining of his musical persona. But well, because uh, I remember the last time I was here, I think you were the one that had not heard Forever Famicom, and and that was like new and exciting to you at the time, and you yeah. you had never like got into that. So at least that's my. I'm, you've probably done other, hopefully done other albums as well. But I remember like that yeah. was the one thing you're like I've never heard this this is awesome this is well produced yeah we did we did rndm in the meantime which is really cool right Uh, and we did samus as well yeah samus as well which is awesome uh patrick what were your expectations coming into this album uh i enjoyed mega rant i had not uh heard this yet when we decided to talk about it uh apparently it just came out like a month and a half ago uh so i was i was happy to listen to a new mega rant album he is he's good people that's how i will describe him in my couple of times of meeting him in brief brief times he's good oh, yeah, people he, he is in fact good people uh yep. drew what were your expectations coming into this album well i hadn't heard anything weird uh about this album coming out of you uh or uh mr roberta over there so i figured unlike brett i i was pretty safe to say that this wasn't going to be like the 
Childish Gambino's last record of Mega Rans. Like this isn't going to be him <laughs> going off rabbits. on <laughs> the American. Yeah, or the like weird bad rabbits tangent or anything like that. I knew he didn't go like off the rails and do something strange because like y'all both would have been on Twitter like the hell this is awesome, but like this is weird. Like so, I was expecting to get um some some good rapping and some good production quality and some great beats. And going from there, uh, being pretty familiar uh, with nerdcore scene and mixing in general. But. Yeah, Drew. Um, I mean, I'll, 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 oh, sorry. Yeah, well, it, and we could talk about how what it is music and what, what the album is. Uh, Roberto, what? How yes. would you describe this album musically? What would be kind of themes on this that so like, ex- permeate it? Ex- extra credit's a, an interesting one because uh, you know the last album R and R and DM had a uh, was sort of the you know the introspective sort of wave of things but between rndm and and this you know a lot of things in, in rand's life has happened in terms of, of new music uh and in fact this one has like a, a lot of remixes on there but i'd say like thematically um it's it's funny because if i i kind of have a thing i say with nerdcore especially nerdcore hip-hop is there's nothing different between nerdcore and hip-hop they're both the same thing it just happens to be what they talk about subject matter this one is one of the few albums I've had of 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 Rans where I feel it's more hip hop than nerdcore, if that means anything. Um, in that it 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 feels more like an album that if I have a friend that isn't really in nerdcore but like loves things like like you know Josh Gambino or loves like hip hop, like this is the kind of thing I could say here. Like uh, uh, one of a mutual friend of all of ours here, Brant Hughes, I could say here, you should listen to Extra Credit. I'm sure you're going to like it a lot more than, say, a Forever Famicom or even an R&DM. It just feels that way. So I, th- I guess thematically it's it's the same ran. It's nothing – I say nothing new in a good way in that it is him evolving and progressing and making better stuff. But it's it's interesting because – I think I even R&DM had this, but this one feels even more so just so many different producers are on here and and different kind of styles that make it for me hard to pinpoint what if there's a theme for the album, because it's like it's Ran doing what Ran does best and then having producers that do what they do best and mixing it. But that's not unusual for, for Ran. That's sort of like. <laughs> You know, as I say, it's par for the course, but it's like it's 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 the idea of like, oh, yeah, you knocked out another solid 10, you know, versus, oh, last time you also knocked out a solid 10. It's like it's it's that kind of like, how do you. How do you go? How do you how do you explain thematically? This is a great album, much like your last album was also a great album, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, this, this one is more of what random does. Like it's more of his storytelling, more of it's like yeah. uh, his incredible flow. Uh, more and I think even more, like I said, more personal even than R and DM. And R and DM was already already had touches of like yeah, and that's that's sort of the thing. And I, I can't remember if the story I was trying to look at the site because I remember either he had tweeted it out, posted it, something along the lines, and it because because it's been like a lot. It's because it's funny unless you're kind of part of the Patreon, you don't kind of get a lot of the stuff, or if you're not familiar with a lot of the other stuff. Because between R and DM and now, he's had a track on on Hero Hero Music Volume Two. Uh, he's done some stuff with Kadesh Flow in terms of Church and other things have come out. And so it's 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 weird for me hearing that when the album was going. I was like, oh, cool, it's a new album, but not like it wasn't things. I hadn't heard yet either in a live show or this. And even before that whole thing, like last year, South by he'd, he'd come out with a, uh, a sort of a, a interesting cover project. And I say cover project is not really covers, but they're just sort of using the beats and sort of making new songs based on them, uh, for, uh, off beats from like Biggie, uh, from notorious B.I.G. songs. And so yeah, it's been like a lot like of a, things like a celebration uh, of, uh, the anniversary of ready to die. Uh, exactly. Or, no, life after yeah. death. After, right. After and death. it's, it's, so it's hard for me to explain. Like, uh, that's been his style. Like, his style is telling, to- you know, storytelling, flow, and all that stuff. And that's why it's such a hard thing for me to explain all this. I mean, there's 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 some interesting things track wise in, in each one of those sort of things and what what they mean. But it's it's one of those things. I'm just like, this yeah. is definitely an uh, an interesting yeah. album because just a lot of. A lot of weird things have happened between extra credit and now, and 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 random. some of them are like, 
like we were, uh, I think it was classic game fest. Cause it, there's a note that the album's uh, dedicated to Rustin, one of the uh, band members of Verzen, which is sort of a, one of the sort of video game kind of like weird bands part of Austin. And we were just, uh, it was classic game fest when I think it might've been the next day, uh, we're there on stage and, and you know, uh, it, like the day prior was when he passed or something along those lines, like somewhere around there is when it happened, um, which is a very weird day to sort of have sort of a, a person that if you know anything of the history of, of Ran was a important person, not just in the scene, but just in, in, in all of our lives. Uh, I wasn't super familiar with, with the guy, but I knew who he was. I knew version and I've heard of the name many times and it was like weird, not, you know, weird day and kind of like, so there's been a lot of, for lack of better words, life in in uh, Rand's sort of sphere between then and now, and a lot of that music sort of reflects it. But that's that's sort of what he does. That's not. Yeah. There's yeah. no. It's not like it, like, yeah. like you're talking. I think it was Drew. It's not like here's the crazy you know fusion jazz album. If he did that, be fine. But yeah. it's just it's just sort of it's him doing what he does best, and then some. Yeah, I guess and yeah, and he does it fantastically. Um, Brett, yeah, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? How would you describe this album musically? Well, th- there's a lot here that you know I kind of expected. You know, if, if you want some lyrics on top of some classic game tunes, they got some of that, but not exclusively. Uh, there are a few familiar faces that show up on this album, and uh, you know they all put on <laughs> a, a very good performance. You know, if you want a song with Samus, they, they got you. If you want some Cisco, yeah, yeah. About to say we should we should, just, we should bury the lead right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll Cisco's on the top. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> talk about Cisco in in a moment. <laughs> but yeah, as you were saying, Brett. Yeah, like you know, if if you want a song about Harper Lee, you know they got that too. Um, you know, covering all the musical bases. The you know, um, no, you know, the musical base Harper Lee. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Kill a Mockingbird. It's the basis for all the punk rock albums that I bring. Um, but no, uh, you know, there there are a few mi- remixes on this album that you know that are you know really good. That you know I, that I was very familiar to me. Um, but like, if you're at all familiar with the writing style, uh, the more personal stories and life experiences, uh, there's a lot of that. Um, you know, if if you're coming to the listening to this show without hearing the album, you're kind of you know, losing it. Also, if you're coming for your your nerdcore and or hip hop knowledge from Brett Hibbard, you're probably going to the wrong, knocking on the wrong doors. <laughs> but uh, you know, this is a a very it's it's you know it's storytelling without being preachy. Uh, and you know, it's it's uh, not a dick measuring contest. It's quite the opposite. It's it's more of a a dick shrinking of an. It's a, it's a very exposing all of the tender vittles to all of humanity and expressing oneself in a genre that is not normally you know one where you're exposing all of your weak points it's normal it's but, a lot but of fast times fast growing what you way. do i think in different uh spheres i think the democratization of hip-hop has brought that out more uh patrick what would be the themes elements that caught your attention i think i think you know it was talked about sort of roberto talking about like uh nerdcore versus rap in general and i think you know this is i I rap is the, the the origins of it were based in storytelling storytelling over a beat usually made out of something borrowed and chopped up and, and in that sense them, like wood them's the breaks I believe well, yeah it, it, it all started it all started with the DJ and then came the MC to hype it up and then they started telling the stories while they're up there yeah <laughs> Want a, want a great uh, summation of that? Watch uh, Hip Hop Evolution. It's, I think it's still on Netflix, uh, and that gives you a lot of history about this genre from from yeah. where nerdcore is now to where hip hop is today, and all that good stuff. Yeah. But as you were saying, Pat. So and and in that sense, like this is this is a hip hop record. Like mm. this is uh, mostly Mega Ran telling stories. They just are not the same stories you would have heard. You know in the nineties on a hip hop record or even, you know, even, you know, more recently than that. Uh, but you know, there, this is a combination of what I would say is more traditional hip hop and more of sort of the, the nerd coreness is that there are Nintendo sounds being used as a, it's source material for creating, for creating a lot of the, the actual music that is, uh, wrapped over. 
uh, thematically, you know, there's there, this is mostly songs that are pretty serious and introspective. Uh, there's some fun shit too, but it's not, you know, this is a, this is an album just, you know, Mega Ran telling stories about life and what he thinks about things. And for that, like, that is what he does best. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he does it fantastically. Uh, Drew, what would be the theme song unless that caught your attention? What would, how would you describe this album musically? The, the thing about this album is that, one, if we're talking about the nerdy side of this album, um, the, the samples as they were in a few of the songs snuck up on me um, a number of times. There's a point in the song. I'll bring it up um, later when I go over it, but I was like, Oh, Oh wait, fucking Mario. Isn't it like that was okay. Like it just sort of snuck into the beat and I didn't realize it until like the second or third time um, listening to it. Mostly because I think that track also, there was a platinum haired guy in it, which was weird. Um, <laughs> But like you guys have said, the thing that I like in hip hop and in rap music is from the poetry side of it is the storytelling is the I want to I'm probably going to reiterate this pretty soon, but is I want to hear the person's point of view. I want to hear what their world is because you don't you walking through somebody else's shoes is hard but like hearing their story and hearing their outlook on life is really cool and that i think like you said pd is actually what's cool about coming up now within like the rap scene and the hip-hop scene is that they are going away from the bravado money cash hose sort of uh lifestyle bits and doing like actual like commentary and actual thought process into like what they really think and they're letting themselves be uh, vulnerable and I think Megaran does that very very well um, he's also a smart dude uh, he was a teacher so obviously a smart dude so having that come through in <laughs> that's a pretty smart dumb teacher well but he was he's a smart teacher yes he is a smart dude Fair point. He's a smart guy. How many teachers have you had in your life that open up open up every class with with the hip hop song? Uh, let's 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 go through that. How many how many teachers have the, you had my, in your life? I knew a teacher once that had like an like an LSD flashback. Uh, American public schools have failed me. I have not had either one of those experiences. <laughs> that, that's that's why he's it, a smart teacher. It was yes. a, it was an art teacher. Who yes. did no shit? I would I would that would have been my two guesses. I would have this been one of my two very guesses. well known for doing drugs, and then she like stood there and like stared off in the space for a second, and then very quickly realized like what was happening to herself and had to like snap herself out of it. And was like, great, cool, thanks. I'm not. I almost name dropped right there. That yes. would have been mean. <laughs> that um, would have been mean. Uh, but, I would have guessed art teacher um, or music teacher. <laughs> yeah, it, it was art teacher. Um, yes. Our music teacher was also weird, but that's a story for another day. Um. But also, there is a lot of different producers on this record, and there is a lot of different sounds because of it, but it's all done to a very, very well-polished degree. Um, sometimes when you get a lot of cooks in the kitchen, it can sort of muddy uh, the overall product, and I don't think that happened here. The tracking and the layering within that, and a couple of the songs having very different sounds than you would normally get from a hip hop record, I think was really, really cool. And something that I think a lot of people, even if you don't necessarily like rap music, could find something to dig into on that, even if you don't necessarily like the rapping behind it, there's still some cool musical quality to it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot to really enjoy musically throughout the whole album. Uh, with that diversity on uh, we can so we can start drilling down now uh to talk about some of the key tracks roberto uh what would be some of the key tracks for you i mean the question is do you, do you want me to, to to bury the lead or, or or should we just jump straight to church part two you, you, you steer the <laughs> ship 
because I well only because I don't think you guys know the history of, of this song, and that's kind of why I, I, I wouldn't I, mind jumping. I it is one of my favorite know. songs. I've There's a couple of for sure, but we might as well. I might as well at least get this out of the way. So, church, I guess part one or the first version of church uh, was actually a because uh, you brought up the that the the Mario sample snuck up on you, Drew, with that. Mm-hmm. Originally, church one uh, we'll, we'll we'll say church prime. Church Part One, however you want to refer to it, uh, was a uh, was a joint be- uh, between um, uh, of, of uh, obviously Mega Ran and fellow NBC member and fellow awesome hip hop artist uh, Kadesh Flow. Uh, if you have not heard, if you have not checked out Kadesh Flow, you really should. Uh, amazing individual, cool amazing well. musician, lyricist. Uh, I think he he plays trombone. Like it's a super ultra talented and awesome guy. Um, but so they did church. It's a great song, and it, it has that kind of same beat and, and and thing, whatever. But between then and like now, somehow, like I, I think it might have been, it might have actually been at like kind of funny live or something that, or somehow, somehow Ran and Cisco met, and I forget exactly the story because I've never had the it chance to ask. It been kind of funny live. It probably if it was kind of funny because I I couldn't remember where it's been, it's it's one of those things. And somehow they, they, he knew of it. Like somehow all this sort of happened. And and when when he tweeted that out that he was working on a track with Cisco, I was like 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 thong songs. Like my brain had to had to double check because not because I don't think that there's another Cisco out there in terms of of that you know the musician style. company. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There, there's there's networking Cisco. There's 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 the, Cisco there, could, there, could uh, be some type of like. Now. Are you talking like thong song Cisco? Like we're talking like like that mother that motherfucker Cisco? Like, like, uh, yes, I like, could have sworn awesome. they t- became platinum haired silk <laughs> collared shirts Cisco. Because like that's... lest we forget Grammy nominated artist. Cisco. Yeah, wild wild west Cisco. Like you know ev- everything that goes hey. down with with the name Cisco. Motherfucker uh, can sing a hook. Dude, no, to be no, and, I'm not, and, and that's and that's sort of what I'm what I'm getting at is is when there there's something cool and there's something amazing um, for for me as as a friend to have like that weird degree you know connection to like somebody like in other words there are times when I can I you know you can say a, a thing about a friend and say oh yeah he's done this or whatever. There's another thing when I could say, yeah, I have a friend of mine who did a song with Cisco, and I could say it to my brother, and he'd, he'd go, like, all the things I just said, Cisco. And I'll say, yeah. And that's kind of awesome. Like, that's, like, super freaking cool that, that we're at a point now in music where that's happening because of, of all this stuff. And, and the, you know, Church itself is a great song. It was already a great song prior to the Cisco uh, featuring Cisco version. It's just insane now that I was, that I have an album done by a, by a friend who does excellent music. Oh, and Cisco's on there too. You know, that's, that's a weird world to be part of. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm saying it like that, but it's, it kind of rattles my brain that that's where we're at now in nerdcore. that it's like you have two degrees of separation from Cisco. Yeah. That's so, uh, you know, and I, and not that, and I don't also Afro. Right. And I, and I, and I don't, I, I'm not the kind of person to name drop because I don't really like to do that because that's not really my, my style. But it's one of those things I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm proud of my friend for doing this. That's awesome. Like it's one of those moments I'm like, like when I when I when I see Rand next, I'm just gonna say that was that's fucking pimp. Like that's awesome. Like I'm happy, and and it's a good song because it's church. But it's even crazier. It's like you have fucking Cisco on the album. I, that's like a that's a name that I could tell my, again people that don't know nerdcore. I could say here, check this out. Cisco's on it. Oh shit! I never heard of Cisco going forever. And they listen to it, go like this is this is badass. And then you know go on from there. But if I were to say like songs that actually kind of snuck up on me on the album, I would say uh, Pursuant Hearts. Uh, just because I'd never heard the the producer on there, Kaito uh, 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 Kobayashi, and it was just a it was a weird song. Um, in that the lyrics are great and the theme, the story is amazing and cool, but it's one of those songs that like, man, there is no reason this shouldn't be playing at a club right now. Like, there's no reason this shouldn't be spinning at, you know, at some bar, at some popular bar um, it, on 6th Street it, and in Miami, wherever. Like, there's no reason that sh- that shouldn't be playing there because it has that kind of that kind of like beat. It has that kind of dance and and you can see yourself kind of grooving to it. But it's also a damn good song. And I, I think that's like it, it's those that kind of snuck on me. The ones like 
this this feels great here. This is an amazing, perfect thing. There is no reason this shouldn't be way bigger than it is. You know? Yeah. I'm not sure um, if anyone else agrees or disagrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, we'll, we'll see what everyone else thinks. Uh, Brett, <laughs> uh, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, um, you know, old enough. Uh, it's, uh, you know, one of those great songs that tells the story of being buried in debt because you followed your dreams and uh, telling people that, you know, the way to fame and fortune is not normally through art. It, it, it's by doing the easy thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a, 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 the less hookers and blow side of being a performer. And uh, as somebody who has spent a lot of time dealing with washed up old musicians, um, yeah, it's not uncommon. There are a whole lot more people that don't make it than do. And even those who make it, quote unquote, uh, you know, it's not always making it. Uh, it ain't easy out there. Um, it also does it in a very non-preachy way. Um, it doesn't really tell anybody what to do. It just, you know, it's personal experience, uh, which is way better than a guy in his mid thirties telling the kids how to not do things. Um, but, uh, yeah, church part two. Um, you know, I enjoyed the Mario music. Uh, I enjoyed the, the gangsters paradise esque, uh, choir. Um, that's always a, a good, uh, little piece to throw in the back. You know, uh, also Cisco shows up, um, you know, in my listens, uh, you know, this, that song probably stuck out more than any other. Um, just in, you know, it just like, I, I always saw myself looking down being like, Oh, Hey, when I was looping through, um, and it's really well produced. I mean, like a lot of the songs on this, it's, uh, obviously somebody put a lot of care into it, but you know, there's going to be no shortage of us talking about tracks on this song, but those are two that really stuck with me. Um, yeah, those are fantastic tracks. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? I'll jump right into Church Part 2. We've already talked about it, uh, but we didn't talk about it. The music is Bowser's Castle music, but like used in hip-hop and like like in a totally makes sense and wonderful kind of way. Like this is like like Super Mario World Bowser's Castle, I believe. Uh, yeah, sort of- typic- typically it's, it's actually, if you want to be thematically correct in terms of what it samples, it's sampling the castle music be, uh, for every Koopa kid that you fight yeah. in Super Mario World. If you want to be and like hyper accurate. But like like that music which is iconic to someone my age who grew up on that game. Uh but like used in hip hop perfectly and also motherfucking Cisco singing a hook. <laughs> Cisco can sing a hook. I don't care. And like like I'm I was like I saw oh the Cisco Cisco wait that Cisco? Wait what? And you know, good come, for Rand. Next, good for Rand come, for making a come, friend. Come next next South by because I'm pretty sure uh, Gadesh will be in town again. I'm gonna have to ask him uh, who he thinks he did who did it better, him oh, or, or Cisco. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna ask him as a joke just because nah, just because it's it's I, Ryan. I, did, I, I could I could joke man. with him. Fam, but uh, uh, fam. it's a it dog. like like musically it's a really but cool Cisco's song, and and like. <laughs> Hip hop doesn't always yeah, for me have the best music, but like this is the best music. It's really good. Uh, uh, old enough. Uh, I will say it cause I love Samus. Samus is awesome. She's one of my favorite rappers going right now and she's on this, but I also like, I like the subject matter. I like that. It is very much a song about, about that sort of weird tweener age where you're not an adult and not a kid and still trying to figure shit out. Uh, and then, uh, because it's so weirdly literary mockingbird, who knew you needed a hip hop track about to kill a mockingbird and sort of its place in the world. And- I mean, it features germicide who is already also, also an amazing, uh, artist who has been on, on prior ran tracks and his own stuff too. It, it, it like, even for me, it- that, uh, that is, that, that song's on there now where their school's few schools throughout the united states that are thinking about pulling that book which is yeah because it makes people uncomfortable because that's the point of the goddamn book yeah yeah kind of the point of the the point of 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 kill a mockingbird it's supposed to make you feel strange and like why the hell is happening criticism you can make of that book but making children uncomfortable is not part of it no that's that's the point Uh, yeah and that's why I was and it's it's again like i like and, and i think this has happened maybe both organically and because of of sort of nerdcore becoming closer to mainstream is that like 
hip hop and its topics have really expanded in the in the sort of subject matter that that is normal and acceptable in a in a hip hop track. And we've seen that in other albums we've talked about here. But like this is literally just a song about a book. Yeah. And like I guess we did an album about Moby Dick once, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, and I don't think that's that's unique to Ran. I mean, for Lord's sakes, he's he's been on MC Lar. He was he was second yeah, on MC like, Lar song about freaking Edgar Allan Poe. But and, it's uh, it's something that heart. didn't happen twenty years ago. It ain't yeah. hoes in different area yeah, codes. It, yeah, it's something that that has that has really, I think, changed in the last fifteen years. As that's true. has become something yeah. that think, is more normal. That, yeah. that like you can. You, you can sing about different subject matters and we're yeah. getting really different and unique voices in hip hop yeah, from I think, all sorts of worlds. I think like, like uh, as, as different genres were previously more specialized and specific, uh, now, especially within hip hop uh, and nerdcore, uh, they've all kind of grew and expanded and democratized and broke out of the idea that nerdcore has to be this thing that's this that has to be this quirky weird hip-hop about ner- uh, specifically these specific nerdy things uh because they never had to be that they just started as that because those were the few that did it were into those things uh everything kind of started expanding and started to get closer to each other and then intermingling and you know i mean you know, Del the Funky Homo Sapien had protoculture. <laughs> I mean, we're we're all I mean, we're all geeks and nerds of something. And I mean, it's also, not like, like I said before, and I'll say it again. It's not like there wasn't nerdy things in hip hop. Uh, we could just yes. put Wu Tang Clan. We just just insert Wu Tang Clan here. Yeah. And, oh, and realize also, that like all a, those. Yeah, like uh, also East Ninety Nine Eternal by Bone Thugs and Harmony sampled yep. th- three songs sampled uh, Eternal Champions. <laughs> yeah, there's there's you know we we could just start just just start late just put. Any of the things that you think are kind of less dorky, you know, I mean, even even I think Little Flip way back in the day had sampled uh, Pac-Man for for Game yeah. Over, which isn't really, I mean, it itself isn't nerd core, but that does that's what I'm saying is that mm. geek stuff has always been in some capacity in hip hop. Yeah. We're just let now us, starting to see. More. Let's not forget the original nerd core, uh, the original proto nerd core group, Buckner and Garcia. Uh, <laughs> Drew, <laughs> the motherfucking Donkey Kong, everybody. Drew. Screw that. It's all about uh, Centipede. Yes. Drew, uh, what would be some of the key tracks for you? <sighs> God damn it. All right. Magic um, Twanger, Froggy. Um, look, 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 if you're guess, scared, go to church. I, I think we I think we all skipped the beginning track, which is very on yeah. record pickers of us. Um, because I'm about to do the same thing because Pursuant Hearts um, grabbed me really quick like that sort of 80s inspired like bass riff in it and like that whole bit very much my aesthetic right now as i've said over the past couple episodes jesus christ that was freaking great um church part two um one having it follow up uh bliss of solitude and being a little like not very like it's still mega ran but like having a bit more like in your face like hey like this is still fun like i'm doing fun things and so like i am and having cisco on the track <laughs> like we, we've all said it and we've all said it in joke but like dude can sing a goddamn hook like and it's it's unfair that he's now the thong song guy but no hey, no but that i mean dude, like the th- that dude's i mean, probably not mad about it like no i mean the thing is like, is that like the reason we know that is because the hook was fucking good like we know oh, so the things good. he does because he's a, these are really good hooks it's not like yes he does other stuff and he's done other things it's just that's just like it, like there's nothing wrong with that being your your like remembered song because I, I mean, mean you, maybe you're you're happy it's that and not Wild, Wild he, West. he still had a prolific career under with drew hill yeah yeah, like he's done a lot of things. It's just, again, it's it's uh, it's insane to, to to like I'm with Drew. It's just like it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, as you were saying, you're okay by me, Dragon. But um, but also like usually I'm not the guy to delve into the remixes on an album. Usually I come for the new stuff, and the remixes are just sort of there, and I skip them. But holy shit, your favorite songs remix was dope. Like there was that. Like that Ghostbusters ass sound <laughs> like <laughs> remix was the best thing. Like 
again, like I said, usually like the remixes are just tacked on and it's all right. And this is the first time where like a or not the first time, but this is the second time in recent memory that a remix has come out. Like, oh, oh, this is oh, this is really fucking good. Like, I'm I'm super down. Yeah. Um, yeah, and those are some fantastic tracks, and, like, to touch on, I'm glad we got a chance to touch on, like, Mockingbird, uh, which was fantastic, and, and cool subject matter, and a cool telling of that story. Um, another great song that I don't want to, uh, lose track of, just because I like the, the feel of it in the first couple of, uh, uh, tracks, Airplane Mode on the go. Yeah. It's just such a cool song it's such a fun song it has such a like great like hook to it uh and it's fun it's just fun to sing along while i'm in the car like i have it like it's when i'm in you know the car and the drive airplane mode and like yeah airplane mode on the go we're on the go and it's just <laughs> me and my car just doing it uh, singing out loud not giving a fuck uh <laughs> This is fantastic, and this is you know a bunch of fantastic tracks. Uh, let's bring it back around the horn. Talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? I mean, this is another album that's obviously a labor of love. Um, you know, it's it's not easy. Uh, you know, working on the road and then finding yourself into a studio. Um, you know, if you're if you're a fan of of previous works, uh, you know, this will be up your alley. Uh, you know. Uh, this gets the Brett Hibbard certified dank seal of approval. Uh, it's 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 well put together. It does things that I didn't expect. It has faces that show up that I didn't expect, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm better for having heard it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusion on this album? Um, I, th- I think we we talked about it. Uh. Like hip hop has become a really different genre with different voices and like uh like hip hop for is like when you're when you're a suburban white kid, uh you don't always get to identify with the subject matter, but like I have things in common with Mega Ran. Like many things. Like our whole like education background and that we like video games and that's it's fun to hear someone who has like a whole different life experience than me, but like also we have a bunch of stuff in common, talk about, you know, talk about their life and, and their experiences. And I think that that is a good thing to have in music, especially hip hop where it is so driven by, by stories and, and personal things. Mm-hmm. So this is a good one. Uh, go listen to it. It's a, uh, it's, it's not my favorite mega Ran record, but it's still really good. Yeah. Uh, true. What is your, what, what is your conclusion on this? Uh, my conclusion is that this album is really good. Um, and it's the first time in a while where, or the first time period, I think actually that I've thought about, like I've sat down and thought about like, is the nerdcore label really important anymore? And I think less and less it is like, I think more and more you see people putting those types of stories in hip hop. When you had hip hop that most of what you were getting in the mainstream was a very specific thing, whether it be just holdovers from gangster rap or the party rap scene or whatever. You had like a very specific crowd for that. And then you had the type of people that were like, I'm not like everybody else and I'm sort of weird and I'm over on this other thing now. And I think more and more you're getting that. I mean, chance got a Grammy. Like what? Like at this point, like being honest is and being yourself and having that be the main part is sort of what's getting more and more radio play. And I think more and more you're going to see, in my opinion, the people like this come out because this is just good, honest music. Just like it has been said, telling a story, telling you who they are and putting it all out there on the table and having a good time doing it and making something that's enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, Mega Ran has consistently been one of my favorite musicians, artists, anything, uh, creators, period. Uh, and he's just a cool dude. Uh, this is a really cool personal album, and uh, 
I think it just it, it was it it was a fantastic progression uh from everything before uh into kind of like bringing in what he's done since becoming Megaran uh and bringing it back to being more uh opening more of himself as he's been doing for a little while now it's such a cool personal album such a great varied diverse album uh and yeah nerdcore it's like the more and more i think about it especially with this album especially with sam is uh creating a lot of what she does where it's super personal super smart uh and everything kind of like merging together with all the people that we hang out with at the at their nerdcore shows it's nerdcore at some point it stopped being a genre and just became a community like it's just it's a community it's not a specific genre, not a specific like like uh you in that on that same show you had Megaran, you had MC Front a lot, you had MC Lars, and you had the Crayon Droids for about five minutes because everything ran late, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but you had like Crayon Droids, like where they're how out of left field are they? <laughs> like the but they're fantastic and super fun, especially if it was a live show, but like the diversity even on that show I'm, I'm talking about the nerdcore show uh the nerdcore showcase that happens every year at south by southwest that uh, i always uh, i make a point of uh making a standard when i go to south by uh because of the community that's there the music is so good uh and it's all i think uh, in the nucleus right now of that scene that community uh, is Mega Ran, and he's such a huge part of that. Um, yeah. Uh, Roberto. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I was rambling. literally having that exact same similar conversation with uh, the persona, another uh, nerdcore artist about that as well. Uh, it, it's weird looking at this album now and seeing names that I have seen multiple times I have either chatted with multiple times, hung out with, and and just and and heard heard their progression in music from from beginning to now. It, it's hard for me to pick. Um, like when you came to all the tracks, I picked the two tracks that kind of just came to mind. Not because everything else was bad, just every everything else was. It was it was like, here you go. Here are ten. Here are here are are ten amazing things and four really cool interpretations of things you've heard before. Which do you choose, sir? And it's like, uh, but if I were to give final thoughts on this, and, and especially um, on this album, it's it is. You're absolutely right, PD, in that nerdcore is less of a genre and more of a community, and more of this sort of thing that exists. And everyone's sort of right in that this is that it that doesn't matter anymore. I never thought it did. And and it what's funny when you, you mentioned like the idea of hip hop and and nerdcore doesn't matter anymore. And I realized this at I was at a um, an MC Chris concert with uh, MC Lars and and Ran opening, and uh, Ran goes up and does his his thing, and I'm you know turning it up and doing all the kind of things, and I look around me and no one's doing anything else, and I and I was like, why is nobody doing all this stuff that I'm so used to doing? And then they, it hit me, oh shit, I've been at hip hop concerts the entire time, and it was that like weird epiphany moment where it's like, oh, I've never been to a nerdcore show like this. I've been to hip hop shows. It just so happens they were talking about nerdy things. And I think that's that's the best way I can explain extra credit. It is a hip-hop album with a nerdy subject matter. And that's not bad. That's actually good. Because if you think of, like, we're talking about, like, you know, storytelling and, and artists that have things. Like, in other words, when you talk about, I mean, like, there's artists that you talk about today. And it's not because, like, I'll put it this way. You can joke about things like, uh, like uh, uh, Still Fly. You know that like that 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 hip hop song by I think it was um, uh, the Big Timers or whatever. You know the Gator Boots, you know, that kind of song back from the nineties. This is the kind of album music. Thank you, thank you for finishing. This is the kind of album that five years from now I could play and still get something new from it. And in that five years, I would have heard it like two hundred times. Yeah. And I think that's important to state about this. this is that kind of song that this kind of album that has enough going on because it's well-produced, well, you know, solidly done. Everybody on there, it's, it's actually one of the guys, the guy that mastered it, Kay Murdoch, is also an amazing producer, and he's the guy that did uh, the production for Journey, the first track. 
And so everything is on here is, is great. And it's, it's that kind of album that I know that if I want to get somebody into this genre or the idea of this hip hop is more than what you think it is and, and can be more than what you interpret it as or what you, you think is being sold by, by, you know, certain genre, certain subgenres within hip hop that's kind of getting more attraction versus that I will present them with this and say, if you don't like this, chances are you just don't like hip hop period. Yeah. And then if they say, well, I like this, well, they know, let me introduce you to Samus. Let me introduce you to, to Gadesh Flow. Let me, let me give you creative mind frame. Let me give you all these other artists that are here in this weird thing we call nerdcore. And if none of that seems to be up your alley, well, at least you've got one album out of the deal. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> I mean, that's a weird way of explaining his album. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was, uh, it was, uh, I think it's a sick way to explain the album. Also, if you get into this, uh, this genre in this community, you might end up, uh, going to Austin and, uh, yeah. riding a packed train with creative mind frame <laughs> randomly <laughs> in the middle of the who, night. Who, by the way, and, and it's funny, uh, Emmanuel, uh, also knows one up. He's known, known creative mind frame. He was the sax on what, and I think it's, uh, specifically it's, uh, uh, eyes on your paper, which I on your paper, yeah. which I love that song. That was a really cool thing. But I was like, when the sax kicked in, I was like, is that Manuel? And I had to double check and I was like, well, I don't see him on the credit on the song. So maybe not. And I look at the credits and I'm like, oh no, it was, it was, it was a creative yeah. mind frame. I was like, yeah, of course it was. Of course it's yeah. him on sax. Who yeah. else would it be? Uh, all right. So let's get into the main event of the evening. It's kind of a, we've, 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 we've said a lot. So let's, let's, let's get it into uh home plate uh made event evening the haiku reviews talk about the other song in poetic form uh let's get around the horn uh brett what is your haiku one of the good guys it's what you've come to expect a lovely album Mm -hmm. uh patrick what is your haiku what patrick you're 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 quiet sorry um (laughs) Mega Ran returns with his unique take on rap. Another good one. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? An old favorite. Still making some great music. Communicator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it works. Uh, my haiku. Uh, smart and personal. Stories from Nordcore's champion. Ran keeps stepping up. Uh, and Roberto, what is your haiku? So because uh, I've said everything I need to, d- to say about the album, um, my haiku is a bit meta. I am doing this because I need to burn time till Odyssey. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right there with you, buddy. <laughs> bro, we got our, I, I don't have a Switch, but I, I will buy one in the future just to play Odyssey. <laughs> Mine's on the charger so I can play tomorrow. Yeah, it just yeah, I I, I, I'm, I look forward to it. Uh, I'm walking out of my job at Best Buy with a cartridge to put in my face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, but yeah, those are our thoughts on Meg Rand's extra credit. Uh, Roberto, quickly, yes. let us know what's going on in your world. What do you got? To oh, the usual podcasting, the usual recording, the usual stuff. Actually, I'm right now. Uh, tomorrow I will I will be finalizing all of the deets for Extra Life this year when I'll be doing my 24-hour gaming thing. Uh, I just need to kind of get last-second stuff done, record a video to promote it. But uh, if you would just want to keep up with whatever the heck I do, you can follow me at Vincent404 there on the Twitters. Uh, it's the easiest place to get a hold of me uh, and, and, and find out what the heck I do, where I do it, and why I do it. Yes, uh, and you can of course find uh, you can of course listen to this album on Spotify on our Spotify playlist. Play record records the home game. Listen along at home. Uh, on and I should Spotify. stress, but if you like it, buy it. Like because yes. while Spotify gives a little bit of, of change, and by a little bit, I really truly mean a little bit, like yeah. micro fractions of, of cents. If you enjoyed it, go go buy the album anywhere you buy music because this is. Yeah. If, it helps the artists out and yeah you know, try it try uh, it on spotify see if you album. like it try it on spotify on our spotify playlist see if you like it but go buy it check them out on Bandcamp uh, and other places as well uh patreon if you're into that mm-hmm. yes you can do the thing uh of course on that spotify playlist will be next week's record uh which is of course my pick uh and if you were listening to last week you already know what my pick is uh but it's gonna be cool it's gonna be interesting i think it's an album uh, the first one where i'm going in blind myself even though i picked it uh 
well, technically not anymore because I've listened to it. But uh, we're talking about Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Uh, that's going to be an interesting discussion. Speaking of hip hop, that goes different places. <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew seems excited for for some some Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. No, he just is excited at the end of the show all the time. He's just yes. like, <laughs> pumping his arms and yeah. He's also been cappied. I think it's just Mario yes. possessed him. He's got the mustache too. <laughs> the, the Mario hat and the mustache. He's been cappied. Uh, and the Italianness. Yeah, the Italianness. Uh, of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Britt is a Hibbity Bivert. H I B B I T Y B I B B A R D. Drew is at Extrusive for X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at Four Record Breakers. That's the number Four Record Breakers. Record Breakers Podcast.com. Record Breakers Podcast at gmail.com. Record Breakers Podcast at gmail.com. You can email us. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and other places. Subscribe, like, share, do all the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. It's a dream. It feels good. Got it. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>